Welcome to the Market Beautifully Podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Welcome back, you babe. Get pumped. Market Beautifully has officially rebranded. I'm sure you saw on Instagram stories a few weeks ago that I rebranded my YouTube channel, my whole Pinterest account, I mean everything, and parts of my website. Now it is making its way over to the podcast. And by the time this episode goes live, I should have finalized my entire rebrand launch. Yes! So go check out marketbeautifully.com to go see the rebrand for yourself. I would love for you to head over there and I would love to get your feedback. Okay. Taylor freaking Manning is on the podcast today. She's so awesome. You're going to love her. I just know it. We are diving into Facebook groups and how to use Facebook groups as a marketing strategy, as well as how to sell within your group, which is so important. So I will stop talking about my new super cool rebrand and my super cool guest. That way we can just dive in. Taylor, I'm so excited you're here on the show. How's everything going? Good. I am super excited to be here. Yes. Okay, let's start off with a little bit of background behind the famous Taylor Manning and what has led you to the point where you're at right now. <laughs> so, um, to make a now like pretty long story as short as possible, when <laughs> I was in college, I came across this video about making money online. I was trying all these crazy things like those weird survey sites, online tutoring, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. But one that really worked out well very quickly was online freelancing. And so, I knew nothing about this online world. I was getting a degree in journalism, but I was just like, I could do social media. I can write stuff. Like I can figure this out. Mm -hmm. And I did. And it took off pretty well, pretty quickly. And then fast forward by the time I, six months after I graduated, I discovered like that coaching was a thing. And then I had this realization that I was coaching people for free and that I was really good at it. And so I signed my first coaching client January of 2016 and um now i don't know what month it is but (laughs) now that's turned into a multiple six-figure business it's been epic yeah and you're killing it and now what i love is that you're teaching people how to get well first of all the mindset i absolutely love that you're talking about the mindset i know the ladies that i work with it's just they automatically go to the negative of oh i don't know if i can make that much or just the mindset of, of getting money like money is oxygen of your business getting that mindset out of the way but then you talk about the strategy which i'm obsessed with i'm all about strategy and so the strategy of getting to those 10k months to even higher to growing and scaling and being a freaking ceo like you're not just an entrepreneur you're you're not just the the foundation anymore you're past that so i i just love what you do because of that (laughs) oh thank you yeah the mindset it's funny, not a lot of people realize that I talk a lot about that, but I do. You have mm-hmm. to. It's like non-negotiable, but yeah. You do. Strategy is super my thing for sure. Yeah. Oh, and there's no way to get to those 10K months if you have a negative mindset. Like absolutely no way. And I know that a lot of people are like, oh, I think I'm going to go the strategy route because if I just follow these steps and there's a map and there's like a copy and paste formula, but mm-hmm. I, it's just amazing how your mindset does change a lot. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, strategy is kind of this like proven science kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And that's really cool. But I mean, I've seen some people do it 
all the right way and it not work. And it's right. seriously just them not being aligned with what they're doing and also yeah. their mindset in the wrong place. And yeah, it's huge. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, that reflects in your copy that reflects in your tone of voice. If you're on live video, if you don't, if you don't really believe in what you're selling, I mean, <laughs> why are you yeah. selling? So yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about Facebook groups today, which I'm really excited about because I know there are a few Facebook group owners that are listening to the podcast and they've been asking me, Haley, you need to do an episode on Facebook groups and how do I sell and the strategy and the marketing. And I'm like, well, you don't want me to do an episode. I'm going to bring on Taylor. So Taylor, I'm so glad you're here today because I'm so ready to cover this topic with you because... Taylor, guys, she's such a rock star. And Taylor, well, first, before we dive into, you know, all the amazing questions I'm going to ask you, uh, where where can they find your Facebook group? So the link to get to my Facebook group is super simple. Facebook.com slash groups slash Taylor Manning. Perfect. Okay. So go there and go check out exactly what she's doing. Go watch her on live, guys, because she's awesome on live. She has some amazing lives. You can just learn a lot just by watching her. So go there. And now that that step's out of the way, okay, now let's talk about, is it a good idea to start your own Facebook group? Um, this is a question I feel like everyone needs to start at. So what would you, what would you say to that? So the thing is, is that a Facebook group is not required. It's mm -hmm. not the best way. I don't think any strategy is necessarily better than the other. And I've like done it all between myself and my clients mm -hmm. and the coaching business and in my freelance business. But if you want to do a face, like this is how I knew I wanted to do a Facebook group. I saw other people with their Facebook group and I saw them have like 5,000 and 10,000 people. And I saw like what they're posting and how the, I just, an engagement. I just saw what was going on. I was like, that seems like so much fun. Like I wish I had a Facebook group like that. Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not, it wasn't even a jealousy thing. It was just like, that looks fun. That right, looks right. like what I want to do. And um, so of course I did it. So I think you kind of, gut feeling no if you really want a group and if it's for you you do not need one um but obviously i mean for my business it's been one of the um most profitable pieces of my business and honestly i feel like it's one of the um most cost effective mm -hmm. strategies i use in my business and one of the most fun <laughs> pieces yeah. to manage so all of that's pretty awesome so that's kind of my answer for that so basically if you're in other facebook groups and you love the community aspect of it then I feel like it's for you because if you love what you're going to invest a lot of time in your Facebook group and you know, we'll get into that next, but by investing the time, if you love what you're going to do or you love what you're doing inside that Facebook group, it makes it a lot yeah. easier to invest that time. It comes natural. So for exactly. sure. I think any strategy you go with, that's how it has to feel. Like anytime I see my clients taking weeks to get something done, I'm like, okay, this is a sign that this is not what you're supposed to be doing. There's another strategy that's going to feel so easy. For yeah. some people, that's funnels. For some people, it's webinars. For some people, it's Facebook groups. So Right, right. So what's the investment of time that you would say? It's, okay, especially at the beginning. Like, let's say you're just starting out. Let's start there. What would be the investment of time? <laughs> yeah, well, if you're just starting out, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of time just put into, um, like, I, I have a Facebook group course and the first thing we dive into is literally just like feeling into what your what you want your group to be like and what you want it to be. And that itself is going to take probably a week or two, you know, probably not as nonstop working, but you really got to hone in on that. And that's going to take at least a handful of hours, right? Total. Right, right, um, sure. But when you're first managing the group, it's going to be a lot more time intensive because I would really suggest 
like you should be showing up more than any other time. And this is what a lot of people do wrong because they create a new Facebook group and they're like, awesome, it's created, I'm so excited. Now I'm gonna wait, and it's funny because we make up numbers in our head. I'm gonna wait until I have like 100 members before I like really start posting or like 300 members and I've heard it all, right? Right. Um, but you wanna like from the get-go grow the group and give content at the same time. So I work with my clients on coming up with like, training series or challenges or something like that, which if you've ever run a challenge, you know, that's going to take, I mean, it's probably going to be a couple hours a day of work because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you, your biggest focus at that point is grow and engage at the same time, right. you know, but now with my group, it's been a while, but it's been like this for a while now. Now it's just like, I'm just posting and the engagement is coming really naturally. And if I do a challenge, it's just occasionally. And it's just, it's a lot easier because I've built the community and the engagement app, which I'm sure we'll go more into, but it'll be worth it. The time will go down, but in the beginning, yeah, it's going to be a lot more time intensive for sure. Yeah. And that's why I think like what we said before, it's so important to love the community aspect because you're right. You're going to pour your heart and soul into it and you're not going to see an immediate return. So you have to hold on to something like some glimmer of hope to know that down the road, it may even take two months, three months, six months, depending on how hard you're working on it, for this yeah. to actually make you money and to actually have that community that you are really craving. Because how awesome is it that we we get to be the leader of a community? Like my yeah. Facebook group, it's small. It's like 500 members, not too big. But I see the people interact with each other and just these ladies and they're getting on coffee chats together and they're meeting each other and they're getting clients. But like it's mutual, like it's not spammy. Yeah. And it just makes my, I feel like my mama heart so happy. I love you <laughs> ladies so much. So it's, it's such a great reward once you get to that point. I think it's, a, it's so worth your time if, that's, if that comes natural to you. Totally. It's going to be so – that's exactly how I feel about mine too. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, we, we figured out if it's a good, good idea for us to start a group. We know that it's going to take work. It's going to be worth it. Can't see immediate return. So now let's talk about strategy. What strategies do you suggest others use that you have like to grow members of your Facebook group? Because we start it, we're at zero or we're at 100 or 300, wherever we're at. And we're like, okay, I want more people in here. First thing you have to do is get very like shameless about the group. And like, you have to be in love with your group. You have to think it's the best group out there. And for me, like, when I first started my group, it was the same group, but I feel like it was a different group. But when I first started it, I didn't really, I was just like, okay, let's try to like put something together and copy what these people are doing. And like, mm -hmm. I wasn't in love with it. But then when I revamped it, I was like, this is going to be like the best group out there, especially for my people. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so a lot of people feel weird about this, but to be honest, what I've honestly done, most of the members in my group have come from two things. Most of them all of them in the beginning came from just promoting in other groups, but it, but you have to, um, this is really important. You have to make your group different. So think about who it's for. You're filling a gap, right? So you mm -hmm. don't want to just create another group. That's like all of them out there. But right. when I got really specific on who my group was for, I was able to go into other entrepreneur groups and promote it. And it wasn't really spammy and it wasn't just stealing members away from other groups, but it was like, Hey, listen, like, this is my story. If you're really resonating with it, you're my kind of person. I've created this community for us. There's nothing else like it. Right. Come join me and just post alone like that. Just like saying, Hey, come join my group. It's awesome. But it was specific, right. um, really, really well. 
but also like hosting different types of events um, in the group. So like what I teach my clients is like master classes, which I just call like webinars, but in your group. <laughs> um, so we do that. We do challenges, training series. Um, I've seen people just promote their live streams. Like, hey, I talked about this in my group. Come, come watch the live stream in the group. Here's a link, you know? Right, right. So anything that you can promote. Um, the biggest thing I ever did to grow my group was um, I created this like freebie that you could only get by joining my group. So I wasn't getting people on my list for it, but that was like really huge in the beginning. Yeah, those are fantastic tips. My productivity challenge really helped. I, I mean, I'm big on Instagram. Instagram is kind of my jam. I love me some Instagram. But mm -hmm. I got most of my Instagram followers now on Facebook, or not most, some of them on Facebook yeah. through the challenge. And, you know, that was that was really neat to see because now I see them on Instagram and Facebook. But one big thing that I have found that has been so awesome is Pinterest. I have a pin on Pinterest that literally just leave people in my group. I don't have to do anything. It's just there. And people find it. They're like, oh, I saw your pin. I've had at least five. I usually try to ask people, oh, how'd you find out about my group? And most of them are like, oh, well, I saw you on Pinterest. I loved your pin. I just went over here and requested to join. And then also on my website, I have a link in the menu that says free Facebook. Actually, I just redesigned my my website, so it's not there. It used to be there. I'm putting it in the resources section on my website now. But having a link on your website, like send that traffic. If you're getting over a thousand people a month at least, or five thousand, or however many people on your website, send that traffic to your Facebook group. And also, I would say in nurture sequences, like if you someone yeah. signs up for your freebie, put it out as a PS link. I would love for you to be in this community. And I loved your wording, Taylor. You said, I created this community for us. I was like, ah, I yeah. love that. I may use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, exactly. All those ways are really great. When I first started, when I first started online I try, and I tried to be a coach, I actually discovered mm -hmm. the whole coaching thing on Twitter, which is really, really weird. But like, there was a lot of coaches on Twitter back yeah. then. And so I didn't even know what was going on on Facebook, but then I started seeing that other people had groups and I discovered there was a ton of groups. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got rid of Twitter because I didn't actually even like it. I just thought I had to use it. Funny yeah. how that happens. But I was like head down in Facebook. So what's interesting is like, I'm just really putting a focus on Instagram probably in the last like six months and putting a focus on Pinterest in like the last month or two what's interesting though is like I don't even do anything on my Pinterest my assistant does it for me but we're, it's just we're doing really simple things and I was looking at my website traffic today which I never do but I was looking at it and it's almost all Pinterest right now yeah. Yeah. I'm like okay this is working so it's definitely a good idea I'm not cannot speak on Pinterest not an expert but <laughs> it's working oh, yeah. somehow <laughs> oh yeah for my we do a lot of Pinterest management clients and oh my goodness yeah. I'm obsessed with Pinterest because it's such a huge traffic generator like yeah, one of my is. clients grew from like I think it was like 234 followers in two weeks on Pinterest wow. yeah and it's just simple strategies that are all automated or most of them can be automated and I don't know I just I will I'm kind of obsessed with Pinterest <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how this is working, but okay, just keep yeah. doing it. <laughs> keep doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I, I feel like that's a good solid six to seven strategies on growing your yeah. numbers. I would say that that's a lot to start out with at first. Maybe take two or three of those, really hone in on those, and then continually add um, on to what you're doing to grow those numbers. Totally. I agree. Okay, engagement level. This is such a struggle for so many, especially those starting out. <laughs> So you started your Facebook group, or you may already have one, and 
no one is commenting. What do you do? <laughs> okay, speaking of mindset, the first this this question drives me a little crazy. I okay. never had an issue with engagement. And a lot of people will message me and they'll be like or they'll put a comment somewhere or whatever and they'll be like, "Oh, Facebook just changed things. I can tell I'm getting no engagement." I'm like, "My engagement's still the same, so I don't know." I do believe the algorithm thing happens and of oh, course. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like the first thing you have to do is like stop this is what I see a lot of people do they're like nobody's commenting on my stuff nobody's posting in my group I'm I've even had people tell me like I'm so aggravated at the people in my group they're not dot 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 so like yeah the first thing is like get stop the blame game and like quote I always use is like it's not their job to engage it's your job to be engaging so it's yeah it's all on you you have to think What's going to um, build a connection between me and them? What's going to start a conversation? Like, yeah. I, I'm sure you see this on all social media platforms, but a lot of people are like, let me post some quotes. Let me put some threads up. Let me just like post content. But it's not just about getting yeah. text out in front of people. It has to be authentic. A lot of people roll their eyes at that word, but it has to be you. It has to yeah. literally, you've got to be talking to people. You can't just be like, here's something I wrote about a couple tips for you. Like, that's not going to start, especially when 5,000 other people posted that same thing today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've got to do something a little different, have some fun. And that's what I tell a lot of my newer clients that are pretty new with just marketing in general is like, when you're about to write a post, just try to think about what can you talk about that's going to be engaging? What can you talk mm-hmm. about that's going to start a conversation? Because um, a lot of people who tell me they don't have engagement, I go look at their stuff and I'm like, it's a little boring. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Oh, if you're being boring. So like scroll through your posts and, and just call yourself out a little yeah, bit. Yeah. A lot of the times it's, it's our own fault. No, I, I so agree with that. And if for sure about the blame game, don't do that. If you listen to Gary V, I listen to Gary V a lot. And I do. so Gary V, he talks about as the CEO, he's responsible for literally everything. If something goes yeah. wrong, even if it's actually not his fault, it's his fault. And that's the way I feel about, you know, my team. Like if something goes wrong, it's my fault. Yeah, they might have messed up a little bit, but it's my fault. I could have provided better instructions. I could, you know, you just, I mean, if with your Facebook group, if you're the Facebook group owner, I, and I love that quote that you, you had, it's your responsibility to be engaging. It's not theirs to engage. So just be no. cool. And like, and and I've even had it too where people are like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm getting no engagement. And I'm like, you got like five comments on that post. Or oh. like, I know, but I have like 300 people in my group. And I'm like, that's uh, good. <laughs> yeah, that actually is good. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Um, and I would say too, like, um, engagement doesn't always equal sales either. Like, if you are really putting out good content that's original, that's from your heart, you're showing up as yourself, you're building connection. Um, we can talk about any of that more in depth if you want, but if you're doing that, you're doing a good job. Like that's the best that you can do. And I've seen groups that have like no engagement and the owners are like bringing intensive sales to the group. Their group's just kind of quiet and they're more front and center. I've also seen people who have really engaged communities and cannot make a sale to save their life. I've seen that too. Yeah. It goes both ways. So don't make that the like end all be all, but like the end all be all, I think is like just having conversation, building connection. That's like the most important thing. Yeah. And I 
love that. And I think live video helps a lot too. And I know that sounds, it's such an intimidating answer. Yeah, it does. Live video, what I would suggest, if you're not getting any engagement, live, if you go on live, even if no one's watching, like especially even the first five minutes, keep talking, first of all, don't be awkward, keep talking. But then if you see someone hop on, call them out by name. Be like, hey, Sally, what's up? Happy Tuesday. I always do that. I'm always like, happy mm -hmm. Tuesday. How's your day going? We're talking about this. What do you have? What's your biggest question about this? Or have you, you know, engage with them, ask them questions on live. And I have gotten so many clients from going on live and saying, hey, Sally, what's up? Happy day. Uh, how's your day going? And then they respond, they comment. So then when I'm talking about this new Pinterest strategy that I learned or this new tool that I've used, then they're like, oh my gosh, I want to know more. I don't have time to do this. Can you do this for me? I want you to build my website. I want you to do my branding. I want your team to do blah, 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 blah. But it's all because I called them out by name. So if you yeah. call people out by name, it's like this connection factor of, oh my gosh, she just said my name. And it, it really does help. It's like your best, just mm -hmm. become best friends with everyone in your group. Well, yeah, and what you just made me think about too is like sometimes the engagement issue is because you're being boring and we can figure that out really easily. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's because you're doing such a good job of either like giving so much content yeah. that people are so busy like writing notes that they don't comment. That's true. They really are seeing you as like an authority and a leader and they're feeling a little bit like um, shy or hesitant right. or whatever the right word is. So like you're talking about things that you're an expert at. So people might be a little intimidated or not sure how open you are. But then when you call them out by name and you're really friendly, they're like, mm -hmm. Oh, she's like a badass on this topic. And I can ask your questions. This is yeah. awesome. And you're slowing down a little bit too, because I've gone through that where my live streams have been really good, but like no engagement. And I think it's cause I was just like going so fast with so mm -hmm. much content that people couldn't even like take a second to, say anything. So right. don't be afraid to like slow down and start conversation. And still I have times where I'm like, put a one in or ask a question and nobody says anything. So what I always do too, is I invite the replayers too. I'm like, even if you're on the replay, say hi, even if you're on the replay, tell me if this is making sense to you. Mm -hmm. Tell me if you're agreeing with this, ask questions. And I get so many people now and it's, it's actually kind of cute, exciting. If that makes sense where they'll be like, Hi from the replay, watching oh. the replay. It's like, it's awesome because you're yeah. not other audience to engage too because a lot of yeah. people are replay viewers. So yeah, I love that. It's like every time you go live, you have two sets of, of okay, so an example of this, if you're on Facebook Live, I went on Facebook Live at 7 p.m. on Facebook. For me, that is not my optimum time. It's like noon to two. No one on in my Facebook group is basically going to watch me at seven to eight o'clock at night. Like literally no one. And so I had a 30 minute live because it was a productivity challenge day and I went live. No one responded on Facebook. Now my Instagram peeps, they are on at that time. So I was on Instagram live commenting with them, but no one was watching my Facebook live. I maybe had one viewer that hopped on and hopped off. Like it was crickets, mm -hmm. right? But two weeks later, I've had so many comments on that Facebook live because they watch the replay. So there's two different types of viewers, your live viewers and your replay users or viewers. Make sure to you know, have your live kind of position to the replay. Don't forget about the people that are going to watch your replay. No, and your live streams can last forever yeah. if you do that. Yeah, yeah. hold on. Okay, awesome. So I feel like we've covered this. I hope that answers everyone's engagement questions. I have heard that theme days are kind of out. And if you don't know what theme days are, they're, 
you know, the find your best tool day or promotion day or collaboration day. You know, you have your themed days. Um, instead of five days in my group, I've kind of gone down to three. I've kind of tried to fizzle them out, but I want something more creative. And I know a lot of other people do too, because you see this everywhere, those themed days. And so what do you do for your group when it comes to posting and content? That's a lot more creative. We have three theme days. One is like a Q&A kind of thread, like ask Taylor anything. But then also it talks about like the rule is like, if you ask something, go answer someone else's question if you can. Um, That does really, really well. I don't think that would do as well if your group was brand new because Mm -hmm. you have to establish your expertise and you have to build engagement first. Right. Um, The other one is just setting your goals, which is so simple, but people really like it. And I forget the third one. So maybe that one's not getting engagement. I don't know. Because the other two get a lot. Um, But that's what I'm finding. It's like two or three a week max. Um, Because now I'm thinking like maybe those two are the only I should have, the only ones I should have. So two or three a week max. Um, And and the thing is that people do it backwards. They create a group. And before they ever invite anyone to it, before they ever put any content in it, they build out these threads. And like, I think you have to work on building an engagement first, Mm -hmm. just really naturally, whether you can do challenges, whatever, we talked about all that, and then do the threads because the threads now just get, give people a chance to like chat with me even more. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, um, my threads like did nothing for me. People, they're kind of boring. You know what I mean? And still are very basic and boring. They're not super creative, but people just like them because they're sharing something with me. So they only like it because they want to engage with me. Does that make sense? Right. Totally makes sense. So what would you suggest on posting? Do you post other than those theme days? I know you do, but I'm asking that question. So (laughs) So what I do now in my group is I have those daily theme days. Mm -hmm. I also have a social media scheduler that puts a post out every day on its own. So I have like a queue of like 100 posts and it's just... we put all my posts into it at the end of the week. So it's like building every single week. Mm. So a post is going out on its own every single day there and on the business page. And then if I don't post it, I'm totally fine. Um, but I, I'm just good. I'm good at it. I'm always inspired. So I just post whenever I'm inspired, but it's so cool because I never have to feel like I have to post. Right. Right. So you're posting probably two, two ish times a day, some days. Yeah. Okay. So that's more than I thought. Okay, that makes me feel better. Yeah, and then you go live as well, which is awesome. Yeah. Okay. And I've actually backed up a, is that the right way to say this? I kind of like backed up a little bit on how much I live. I'm only living like a couple of days a week, like two or three. Oh, okay. Why'd you back up on your lives? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Save some time. Okay, um, okay. But for me too, it's been making those lives last longer. So like yeah. I've actually been liking live streaming on the business page and sharing it into the group like two times a week mm-hmm. and then I also like we're kind of getting off Facebook groups but I'll just share this anyway because it's cool yeah and then I like to boost the live stream so it'll be on like really of course like juicy topics that I'm talking to the replay viewers and I'm telling them who I am and I'm sharing it in my group and I'm telling them about my group and that I'm sharing it there right now and then I normally do one or two so probably I'm doing three or four a week I'm doing one or two just in my group just for the community so when I'm sharing it off the business page and I'm boosting it, I say that, like, give me a second to share this in my group. If you're not there, here's how to find it. And you want to be there because if you like this live stream, I do one or two every week just for the group only that you're not going to be able to see here. Perfect. 
That's yeah. awesome. That's a good strategy. Yeah. I like that. And that also goes back to get growing your number of your Facebook group members. Mm-hmm. And I think it made my life, this is honest. Um, I think in the beginning I would probably live stream every day because it's like just a great way to get people hooked on you. But um, now like where you and I are at with our groups, probably that they're engaged and people know, like, and trust us. I think it's kind of cool to do a little bit less because it makes, it makes the live streams more exciting for people to be on. Like, I know there's been people who I've really loved to watch on live stream, but then I get so far behind. It's like a good problem to have. I get so far behind on all their content mm-hmm. that then mm-hmm. I just like stop watching or I get kind of unhooked on them, if that makes sense. Right. So maybe all in my head, but that's what, that's my strategy right now. No, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. And like for Instagram, you know, I go live more on Instagram than I do on Facebook, but because I don't want to overwhelm them, I don't share all my Instagram lives or I don't share them for 24 hours or sometimes like on my Facebook, if it was a Facebook live where I'm just connecting with my audience or there wasn't like some major point to it, I'll go ahead and I will delete it like after 24 hours so that people aren't going through my Facebook group and they're like, oh my gosh, there's so much content. I don't have time for this because that's overwhelming. Totally. And I think too, like this is kind of the same thing, kind of different. But one thing I always like to say too is like, I don't know if anyone can relate to this. I'm sure some people can. For me, I'm like one of those like lifer followers where like if I'm following you at the moment, I am like waking up in the morning. I know this isn't productive. Don't hate me. But like I wake up in the morning, grab my phone, what like go see what posts have happened in the last 24 hours, go see if they did a live stream. So I'm like, you know, consuming content in my bed still before I've even gotten up and done anything. But like, I think that's kind of our secret, what our secret goal should be is like people wake up in the morning and they want to just consume everything that they've missed in the last 24 hours, which means that you can't do too much. You don't want to overwhelm them, but right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause I feel like we kind of get really excited and we want to go on live every day and for like an hour, you know, do all that stuff. But yeah, I agree. Okay, let's move on to marketing strategy because this is my jam. I love this and I know that Facebook group is a big component of your marketing strategy, but it's only one puzzle piece. So there's there's a lot of different components. So kind of walk us through how Facebook your Facebook group specifically plays a role in your marketing strategy. So, I have this thing called CWC. I teach this in a lot of my programs. It's really basic, but it's really good. Where like you need places in your strategy where you're getting cold leads. So like that's what we're talking about. I feel like for Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook ads, promoting in other groups. These are people that don't know you, but will know you if you're showing up there, right? Mm-hmm. And then the W is warm leads, which is like your community. So for me, that's my group and my list. So I'm using Instagram kind of more for like lead generation. I want to get them in my group and my list group and group in the list is more like where I'm selling and where I'm also putting really good content. And then the other C is for cash. So that's like all your sales activities. So for me, the Facebook group is really just the community builder. Same with my email list. So more exclusive stuff. That's where anything I'm getting people to sign up for or come to the next step, watch this really cool challenge, watch this cool webinar, whatever. And then I'm selling in there too, because those people know me. I'm not going to go personally into Pinterest or into someone else's Facebook group and try to sell my coaching package, right? Like they haven't made it far enough. Right. If that makes sense. That's kind of how I envision it in my head. Definitely. So you have your lead generation platforms, which Instagram, um, it could be, 
I'm, I know Periscope's out, but let's just say like live video, Periscope, Snapchat, you know, like random things. And then you lead them into your email list and Facebook group. And I'm assuming if they get on your email list and they're not on your Facebook group, you lead them back to your Facebook group as well. So you want them on for before you even start generating sales on those two things. And then it moves into where you are selling and you're selling within your list and your Facebook group and also probably leading them down sales funnels that way. Exactly. Perfect. I, I feel like that totally makes sense. And it's just one big puzzle. I love it. Yeah, it is. It's, a, it's definitely a puzzle for sure. How, like, what has been your biggest challenge with selling in your Facebook group so far? Hmm. I think normally when my sales are slowing down or when I'm like, why is this not selling? It's usually just that I'm not talking specific enough or this is more like a sales struggle more than just the Facebook group, but almost always for me and for a lot of people, it's just not speaking to the real person I'm supposed to be speaking to. I have this bad habit of like, if I have a lot of conversations with people who are more in like a, I don't know if this is ever going to work. I'm so scared. I don't know if I'm ever going to make a sale. Um, that's not really who I talk to for my programs, but I do help those people and talk to them. So I all get like so hung up on like talking to that person that all the people that are usually into my stuff, they're not buying because it's not speaking to them. So I think that's just huge. You have to speak to the ideal client for sales. And I think that goes all the way across the board. Yeah, that's very true. So whenever you're selling in your Facebook group, do you have like a specific strategy that you're using? So for me, um, I mean, for me, like my main sales activities are literally like email, post, live stream. Like that's always on the to-do list when I'm launching anything. And so I'll write an email that's really speaking to that person, kind of telling them maybe what they're doing wrong or how to get to the next level or something like that. Sometimes it'll also be featuring a client. Like those ones will do really well. And then I'm selling in it. And then I reuse the email in the group. And then live streaming is really big in the group for selling. That's one of my favorite ways. And I just think of like a really juicy topic that's really going to hook people in that's related to the program. I do, I just full on teach like three to five things and then I sell at the end. Nice. And I love that because by using the Facebook group to sell, you're warming them up. And we talk about this like with Facebook ads a lot. Is it cold versus warm leads and all that stuff. If you're using a Facebook group, those warm leads are not warm leads. They're hot leads because they have already fallen in love with you. They already know the way you teach. And if they resonate with you, if they're still in your group and they haven't, you know, hopped off yet, I mean, that's a really, really hot lead already. So if you have a link, anywhere a link, they're, they're going to want to click on it because it's your link, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. So your your wholesale strategy, I just want to lay it out and make sure that I understand it correctly. So you're emailing your list, and then are you sending people from your list to your Facebook group to watch you live as well? Not really. Sometimes, okay. but that's not really in the sales piece. Okay. Okay, so you send out your email, which is separate from your Facebook group, and then you're in your Facebook group. So your email list and Facebook group don't really connect on the sales strategy. They're just two separate things. Yeah, and they're getting the same content usually. Okay, okay, cool. I started sending my live streams. One thing I'll do, I try not to do this like probably maybe like once every two weeks. So often consistent, but not all the time. I'll take like a screenshot of like a really good live stream that I know. Mm -hmm. When I get off that live stream, like that was really good. Like I need to save that forever. Like people yeah. need to pay for this. 
I'll screenshot it for like this cute little thumbnail thingy. And then I'll put that in an email. I'll be like, oh my gosh, this live stream is so good. I talked about this, this, and this. Click over to watch it. So I'll do that sometimes too. And usually almost all my live streams, I'm inviting people to calls or selling. So like the more traffic you're getting on those, the better. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. So yeah. from the Facebook live or from the email, where are you sending them to? Are you sending them straight to a sales page or are you sending them to kind of a, like a freebie that leads them down a sales funnel that leads to your main offer? So what's really interesting about this is when it comes to promoting in my community, I'm not really sending people down another funnel. So a lot of the stuff that I'm selling, I'm either selling. So right now I'm selling an offer that's more one-on-one -on -one and private. And I'm just telling people to send me a message and then we're deciding if they want to get on the phone or if it's a good fit, right? Open messenger. Um, when I was just selling my course a couple weeks ago, I was just sending people straight to the sales page when I'm doing more of a funnel, just for me, for whatever reason, I'll typically do something like that. Like once a month in my group, like just tell people to go join that, that funnel, but it's more join this freebie, mm -hmm. but I do that a lot through Facebook ads where I'm sending people straight through a funnel. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I've seen that you've you've started doing Facebook groups just within the past few months, or maybe you've been doing it for longer, but I've seen them pop yeah. up. I wonder yeah. if her funnel is connected to her Facebook group in some way, or if you're using Facebook ads as kind of like a separate thing um, to your yeah, Facebook group Yeah, it, it really is totally separate right now. Okay, cool. Testing, testing a lot of those funnels and ads and stuff, yeah. Okay, so let's say that, you know, you have your funnels on Facebook ads and you figure out which one converts better. How would you, if you started using that in your Facebook group, what would be your best tip to start, I guess, connecting that one funnel that you found that was the highest converting one, connecting that to your Facebook group? I would just put it in the description. A lot of people click the link in my description, actually, and you could test that by just doing like a Bitly link or something to mm -hmm. test, see like if it's getting clicks and just use it there. Um, and then I would just couple of things. One, you could automate some, this is what we're actually working on. Create some really good posts. Maybe you'll test this live first, but have some really good posts for these main funnels that you're probably going to keep forever. I don't know. Um, that's kind of my plan. Keep these really good funnels forever. And then just have them go out every couple of weeks or something where they're like, you're automatically having those promotional posts for those freebies going out. Cause new people are always joining your group. People are always missing the post. So I would kind of keep it simple like that. Nice. Okay, so you're saying maybe like have one really solid post that you're posting maybe every once every two to three weeks and then maybe go live every month about it or something. Yeah, exactly. I know that's such a great idea. And I love to do ladder posts in my group too. Like my community just knows that that's my thing and so they respond really well to them as well. So I'm just saying like, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. Here's why. Here's what it's about. Say yes if you want it. And then I nowadays I just have my assistant send them the link um, but essentially you would just go send them the link afterwards that's great because it will bump the post up okay so explain what ladder posts are so a ladder post is when you're promoting something but instead of just putting the link at the end of the post you're telling them to say something in the comments to get it so usually I'll just say something like say me or say yes in the comments and so people will comment because they want the link and then you can either honestly you can just reply to the comment and that's what I do. I don't message people. I just reply to the comment. Sounds like people would stop commenting, but they don't. Um, people will just keep commenting. So it works, but you can also message them if you want. The point is every time someone comments on a post, it bumps it up. So the problem with going into groups, even your own group, sometimes, especially like my group has 5,000 people and people are, I'm getting like 20 posts in there a day at least, you know? So for me, posts are dropping to the bottom pretty quickly it feels like. So 
just putting a link, sometimes it's just going to drop. So I'll get like a handful of people, but that's it. But when I do a ladder post, it's bumping it back up to the top. Sometimes those posts will stay up there for like three or four days and we can get dozens and dozens of people um, saying yes or me in the comments and signing up for whatever it is. Uh, see, okay, I've seen the ladder <laughs> post. I have not done one because it's like, I have no, I, this seems so inefficient. That is the first thought that I had. It's like, I am not about to message all these people. I mean, I mean, I message any of all of them anyways to answer their questions. But I'm like, that just seems such like an inefficient approach. But I love the strategy behind, like you said, it bumps it up. I didn't need, I have never even thought about that. So I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. It okay. bumps it right up. And then when you reply, so my like, to be honest, my little secret is that I'll wait. So typically you'll get comments one after another, but then you'll have like a period where it drops down and people stop commenting because they're not seeing it. So I'll wait until that happens and then I'll reply to a couple of people and bump it back up and then I wait for it to drop again. So um, that's like my secret. Oh, I love the <laughs> secret, Taylor. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I may have to try out a ladder post and see yes. how it goes. You yeah, yeah, I yeah. will for my next my next big push coming up. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, oh my gosh, I've loved all of your tips. I feel like this is fantastic. We've covered so much. And I'm excited to apply some of this to my own Facebook group. It's Facebook groups are not a big part of my marketing strategy. I don't do a, I mean, my Facebook group is more for my podcast listeners or someone, and they just connect with me. And I don't like going live on my Facebook page. I have to go live on my Facebook group. I'm so weird about that. And so I feel like some people from my, my friends and family and all that, I have over 700 people that like my Facebook page. I have a lot of entrepreneurial people. I don't want any of, I, I'm weird about that. I know I shouldn't be, but I, I still am in that mindset. And so I like going into my Facebook group because I know it is just my audience. Like there's not gonna be some random person that actually is local that's watching me and making some dumb comment. You know, I just don't want that. I live in small town, Arkansas. People do not <laughs> understand anything here whenever it, it is a, anywhere around entrepreneur entrepreneurial stuff so um I, I go live in my facebook group but that's about it that's kind of what i've been using it for so i know i need to get better at this strategy and start implementing more things into my facebook group that involve more engagement and start thinking a little bit more creatively i've i've also thought and i'm just going to throw this out here maybe using gifs in your facebook group um as post and not even like gifs but also like boomerang videos or something yeah. that's more animated and you can use ripple for this and so that's something that uh the market beautifully team and i have been talking about hasn't happened yet it's on the asana schedule so it's coming out <laughs> give me a month but it's it's gonna be there so anyways that's something that i wanted to throw out that we're thinking about now in case someone's listening is like oh yeah i could definitely um use this in my facebook group especially when you're first starting out because you know the algorithm is kind of a killer it is so if you use some kind of video live video animated something it does help Okay, that was the last thing I wanted to mention. But I feel like we've covered a lot, right, Taylor? I do too. And I love that idea. I was just using some boomerangs and some posts. Never even thought about it. And then I was like, to my friend, we went on a trip together. I'm like, oh my God, save that boomerang. And then I'm like, because I never do boomerangs on myself. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to use this as my, because I always do selfies on my posts. Like, I'm going to use that. It was fun. People liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a, a more creative use of, of a post. So, yeah, I'd yeah. say think outside the box. Okay, well, where can people hang out with you online? 
Yeah, so definitely my favorite place to send people always is the group. So mm -hmm. it's called Ambitious Badass Entrepreneurs. The link, again, I'm sure you'll link to it somewhere, but the link is just mm -hmm. facebook.com slash group slash Taylor Manning. The description, you can find some free gifts. There's tons of posts and live streams, so you'll get a lot of goodies when you join. Awesome. And in the show notes at marketbeautifully.com slash podcast, I'll have our Instagram, Facebook group, website, all that awesome stuff right in the show notes. So just go to marketbeautifully.com slash podcast and you can find all the links there. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you.